So I know a lot of people by now may have seen the Netflix docuseries called When They See Us, and it's about the brothers from the Central Park Five that happened back in New York in the late 80s. And first, I want to give a shout out to Ava DuVernay for putting a great piece together, really telling that story. I applaud her for doing that. I believe the filmmakers in our community should retell our stories. I believe that could be the greatest lane for filmmakers in our community, upcoming filmmakers. There's so many stories that you guys could tell that I could never tell in a podcast or a news report. So we definitely need to support our black directors, whether ones is established or ones is up and coming because, you know, Hollywood themselves even look at the success of a when they see us and say, okay, we need to start making more of these. Cause we have so many stories in the black community that can be told that we can have a, when they see us every week, almost, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's that many things of injustice has happened to us. Now, for me, what I liked about the, the movie, it definitely she caught the time period very well. I like that you really look like you were looking at something back in the 80s. And one thing that Ava did was humanize the young brothers. She did that because the media, all they done was demonize those young brothers, treat them like animals. And we all know that it was done under the guise of race. We know this. They don't look at our children as children. We know by the American Psychological Association, by the age of 10, they look at our children as more responsible. They look at our children as adult in nature at the age of 10. But when you look at their children, they're called someone like Ryan Lochte, a swimmer that when did some things in Brazil, he had no business and they still was calling him a kid. Now this cat 30 years old, want to call him a kid. But when we have children that's 14, 15, they want to call them men. Then they want to call the men boys. You, you, you get, you get the, the sick psychology of these racists that's going around in this country. And this is why a lot of people are celebrating their birth race. Now it's because of, what you see in movies like when they see us. So as you know, we know the story of what happened with the jogger. The thing that I want to focus more on is what they did to those boys to get them into that position. And we as parents of black sons, and that could be of many different races to make sure I say that. Because when we make these conversations, we talk about black sons, but there are some Puerto Rican uh, people who have black sons, uh, Mexicans who have black sons. It could be somebody white. It could be somebody Asian because we have to, it's all kind of people that write me and they tell me about their black sons. And so we have to include them in that conversation because they're afraid for their children's life too. They don't matter if their parent is, is white, Asian or, or, or Puerto Rican or whatever else, all they see is black That's all they see. And that's what they go after. So to any parent that has a black son, no matter who you are, we have to understand this. 
I know you want to protect your child as long as possible. Listen, I have children. I get it. I get it more than anything by protecting your children. But especially when you have that black son, you got to school him early. When that black son get around 10, 11 years old, you got to start schooling him. You got to start letting him know everything. How police going to treat him, how society is going to treat him, how his teachers could possibly treat him. Why he can't do things at certain times than others can. It's more so it's a protection mechanism. It's not to stifle him of his his creativity or whatever. But you got to let him know. For instance, give you an example. One day I walk with my son and he had his hoodie on his head. Right. And so when he got into Walmart, he still had a hoodie in his head. I said, hey, Phil, take that hoodie off your head, son. I said, you inside the uh, building. You don't need that on your head. I said, and I'm saying, let me know why. I'm gonna tell you why they don't want you to take that hoodie off your head. I said because anytime they look at a black young man, a black boy, as some sort of criminal. Now you could not have on a hoodie and look at, they still look at you as a criminal. But my thing is, let's not draw attention to you more than what is already drawn to you now. You get what I'm saying? We have to think a little bit. I don't walk in no stores with no hoodie on my head. If because if, I mean, come on, I'm inside of a store now. It's not raining in there. I don't need that. So, you know, it's little things like that. I like to keep him uh, uh, on game on. Um, but you got to teach your kids what happens. For instance, when these stories happen with these little, you know, situation with Caucasian girls, Caucasian women, is a deep history on how they accuse black men and black boys of touching them or raping them. Like the last case with the young brother by the name of Albert Wilson. And how he was just kissing the Caucasian girl and he still got convicted of rape, even though she said that he didn't rape her. He still got convicted of rape. You got to share these stories, with your black sons. You got to. You cannot avoid these stories. It's not that you have any hate for people. It's just a reality for your black son. And if you want to keep your black son alive or, you know, in some cases, your uh, Latino son alive then you better tell them the truth because if you don't tell them the truth and your child get caught in a situation, you're going to sit down and think maybe it's my fault because I didn't teach my son the reality of the country that he's living in. When you have hundreds and hundreds of examples of what's going on. So I teach my son every chance I get when something happens, I show him. Now my son, he should be coming over uh, this week and He's going to sit down with me and he's going to watch when they see us with me. I want him to see that movie because I want him to see the reality. And I'm using that movie as a teaching moment to my son. Now, what I'm going to teach him in that movie. The first thing I'm going to teach him is you don't talk to cops. I don't care what they say. Cops are not your friend. Cops are slave catchers. That's the original mission. And it's always a mission now. The cops came from the slave patrol. When you go into jail, you're considered a slave. That's why you have no rights. They say you got rights, but you really don't. And why are we in a civilized society aren't standing up about the 13th Amendment and saying we need to end slavery? Slavery is still legal. America does not know one day without slavery, ladies and gentlemen. They don't know it. They don't know the, the, the value of hard work. We talk about those who run the country. They haven't worked hard one day. 
if they didn't have black people on the plantation to do their slave labor, now they have the Mexicans or any other Hispanics. They're doing they, they work. And the reason why they really don't, they talk about illegal immigration. The reason why they don't want to end immigration, I'm going to say the legal version of it, is because they know that they will stop people from coming over here from south of the border. No one's going to work their fields. No one's going to do it because they don't want to go out there and, and pick those grapes and, and, and strawberries, etc. They don't want to do it. They, they talk like they so much better than everybody, but yet they can't even do simple things like manual labor. But you got to show your sons the reality. So you'll tell your sons, don't talk to no cops. They're not your friend. I don't care how nice they can seem. They're not your friend, especially in interrogation. If they bring you interrogation, teach your son based off of what you saw in that movie. Don't admit to nothing. I don't care if you did it. Don't admit to nothing. Don't say nothing. You have a right to remain silent. Exercise that right. The only thing you need to say to them is, if you being underage, I need my mom, I need my mom, my dad, and I need my lawyer. That's it. Well, hey, if you just tell us, you know, this and that, we can let you go home. You ain't gotta do all that. I need my lawyer. And I need my mother and father. And then shut up. I don't care what they say to you. I don't care if they threaten you, nothing. I need my lawyer and I need my parents. I can't talk to you. And that's that. You got to teach your kids that. You have to teach them their rights. You have to. And if a cop bringing you into interrogation room is because he don't really have the information. If he had the information, he wouldn't be asking you anything. He's trying to get you to say something. That's their job. That's what they supposed to be slave catchers. Slave catchers supposed to get people put in the in the plantation field of the jail system. So the slave catcher going to do whatever he can to try to get you in there. Because do you know they'll give so much federal dollars for locking people up? Thanks, Joe Biden, from your 94 crime bill. They give them federal dollars for locking up so many people. So, yes, it's incentivized to lock up your sons. When I had an interview with a New York Police Department officer by the name of Pedro Serrano. Mr. Serrano stated that they target black boys from the ages of 14 to 25. They go up to the young men. They target them. So understand that that's today. That interview I did with, with officer Serrano was posted last year. So they're still targeting black boys and black young men today, just much they targeting back in the time period of the Central Park Five. As parents, you don't sign nothing with a cop. Nothing. Oh, just sign here, you can go home. No, I don't sign nothing. My lawyer is the one that does that. I don't, I don't, I'm not qualified. I'm not trained to know what I'm signing. I don't know what that is. That's your position. My lawyer. That's it. My well, can you tell us this? My lawyer. Now they, they threatened the one brother. If you remember in the movie, they threatened the brother about his past. And he's like, look, you got to go tell them. You got to tell them what they want, you know, because he was afraid that if they find out about his job, his job, find out about his past, him going to jail. He's going to lose, you know, his situation. Right. I think it is. Uh, it's a Kevin Richardson, his dad. Not mistaken. Now, 
the proper thing for the dads to do is like, well, you know what? I lose a job. My son and I might go up the river for these people. But no, the dad cowered down too. As a parent, I don't care if they threaten you with pulling up your past and you're going to lose your job. Say, so, oh, well, I lose that job. But I'm not going to sit up here and make my son agree to something or sign off on something and ruin his life. As a parent, you got to think like that. Forget a job. So what? Let them find me. I'm not going to sit up here and have my son locked up in, in, in this plantation. And they had a few parents that were just signing off on these, these confessions. That's the only thing that really got them once you got to the court case. They had no DNA. They had no physical evidence. They had nothing on those boys. Nothing. And only thing they went with those confessions. That was coerced. No parent. But then you had some parents sign off on it and put those boys away. So it was just a lack of teaching those boys or teaching our children their rights at a young age. Because I know, I know you want to look at your sons and, oh, you see your sons, you see that little two-month-old, little three-month-old that you had. But these people see your son as the enemy, okay? When I had done a video on a manifesto of the New Zealand shooter, he stated that he didn't care about children because those children would grow up to be against him. So he didn't care if he killed children. Cause he looked at them as that all they're going to do is grow up and be against me. That's the thought process of them. They, they look at our children as enemy combatants. They don't look at them as, Oh my God, they're children. No, that's why they don't care about what they do to our children. You have to understand the depravity that we're dealing with here. And until you understand that reality, we're going to continue to have these issues and problems. We should never, ever, ever again, have another central park five. We should learn from this. The situation that happened with Corey Wise, and he went with his friend at the time period. So I'm going to go with him. Corey Wise should have never went with him. You don't volunteer yourself to go with those police for no reason. They are not your friend. They're not taking you to no vacation. They're trying to jam you up. And Corey Wise, by him just going with his friend, he got jammed up and he got it the worst. Out of all of them, because he was 16 years old. So we have to make sure that we teach our children their rights and also know our rights. You don't talk to cops. You say, look, I don't talk to cops. Even on traffic stops, you don't have to talk with them. You, they, they pull you over. Hey, you know why I pull you over? No, I don't. Well, you know, you was going about so-and-so miles an hour and this and that. You don't discuss it with him. Whatever he say you did, you did. You give him your license, give him your registration, and, and keep and keep that conversation to a minimum with him. You all right? No, I'm just, I'll just keep myself quiet. That's it. You know, and then someone try to be nice with you. Same thing with car searches. Can I search your car? I don't consent to a search without a search warrant. And they want to keep talking to you say, listen, this conversation going any further. I need my attorney. Once you keep talking about lawyering up, they already know something different with you because the average person don't want to lawyer up like that. Even these people, and I was reading out about that, about lawyering up. These people that run these uh, massage parlors here in Houston, they bust them all the time. But then these people never get caught up on anything. You know why? Because they tell their people, if you get caught, say nothing. Just ask for a lawyer. 
And that's what happened. That's why they, I was even reading up on that in here in the Houston Chronicle. They were saying that even when they bust them, they can't get them to talk. They won't say a word. All they want to know is where they lawyer at. And then a lawyer comes and defend them and get them out of there. They already got their people trained like that. We as black people need to have our people trained. Don't say a crap to a cop. I don't care what they bust you with. Don't say nothing. Ask for your lawyer. Now, you saw the little tactics they use. Well, hey, um, you know, Raymond over here said that you did it. I didn't do that. What did he say that for? Like that. They always going to use those tactics. You saw the cops were abusive. Did all did those things underneath the rest? Hitting. Do all, do all the things they're doing. I don't care if they're hitting or doing whatever. I'm not saying nothing to you. Tell me what I want. Nope. I don't know nothing. I was saying, I'm a, and I'm about to get paid. So either you're going to kill me or I'm getting paid today. I said, I'm getting paid because you're you going to get sued for what you're doing. Because you, you are all the way in the wrong. But you do not give them nothing. Don't say nothing. You be quiet. I don't care if they start. They don't want to give you no. Look, I need my lawyer. The moment you start asking for lawyers, the interrogation is done. And they know that. They say, he asking for his lawyer. And just don't say a word. So don't ever have your children confess nothing to the cops. Nothing. If a cop try to tell you, well, look, you tell us and we can give you a deal. A cop is is nowhere near in a position to give you anything. That's a district attorney that can say that to you. They're not district attorneys. A detective can't tell you that. The police chief can't even tell you that. They can make a suggestion, but they can't tell you. They can't promise you and guarantee you anything. You only talk with your lawyer. Your lawyer do the talking. You be quiet. You shut up. That's the way you teach your children. That's the way we have to operate. Now, when the situation, the last scene that I really want to talk about here, and we need to have a different conversation with this one, where Corey Wise, he was 16 years old. This young man was five foot five. Okay. And you put him in Rikers Island with a bunch of savages, a well-known place of just degenerates is Rikers Island. And you remember one of the first scenes where when he was at Rikers Island with a guard, you know, let those, you know, two savages. And I call them savages because that's what they were, you know, beat and, you know, rape him like they did in there. Corey couldn't defend himself. Five foot five. You have a dude six, two, six, four, swole up. Like, how could he really defend himself? Small 16 year old kid. I mean, that, that was horrible. What happened to, to Corey? And all because you had these racist cops wanting to pin this on someone black. Then you had Donald Trump taking out ads to kill these boys at the time period. And yet that fools the president now. That's 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 amazing. That is certainly amazing. But you know, life have a way of of, of getting back at you. Like I said, Trump got kids, you know, and, and um you know, like they say. You, you you may not get your punishment from man, but you definitely get it from God. That's the only thing I could say with that. Because I would want that on my and, and even when they got exonerated, Trump still didn't apologize. But even need that uh, lady, that investigator, at Linda Farstein. Now they're trying to get you know, she's been dropped by a lot of her publishers. You know, I heard she's been getting a lot of threats because she's the one that put that together to pin that on those boys. She put that together. This woman got to walk off in the sunset doing crime novels and children's books. 
You seen this woman today? She looked horrible, horrible. How this woman look? Oh, that woman looks so horrible. And well, she she was evil, so rightfully so. Now I just heard one of the cops that um, interrogated um, those boys. He just recently passed away of a uh, cancer. I say, and the Lord is good uh, for that. I'm glad he suffered on his way out. See, I'm not that kind of person that that have this, you know, turn another cheek attitude. I, I believe in the Old Testament of the Bible. And what he did to those boys, I hope his cancer was horrible for him because I couldn't go to bed at night knowing that I sit here and got some innocent people put in prison. That's why when it comes to jury duty, ladies and gentlemen, go to jury duty. You can keep a brother or sister out of prison. I don't care. If these people say, well, come on, man, just vote, just vote guilty. So we all can go home. Like, man, forget y'all. Y'all can go home. I don't care. I'm here doing jury duty. They didn't do it. Save your brother and sister as much as possible. Be that because sometimes in some states it has to be unanimous or you can hang the jury. Hang the jury. Forget it. Hang that jury. I'm, I'm, I can't do that. I'm not about to send no innocent brother or sister on some BS circumstances. How do you sit up there on that court case hearing all that evidence and you still let those, convicted those boys? Ain't no way. The first time I'd have heard no DNA, no DNA. No blood, no nothing. Oh no! It'd have been it'd have been a wrap for me right then. There, I wouldn't have to hear all that testimony. It'd been a wrap, complete wrap. Because you had some black folks on that jury. That's why I don't understand that. So we as parents, we have to look out for our sons. We don't want our sons to be in the caught in this situation, because that's one thing they always have done historically: try to put some sort of sexual crime on black men or black boys. And yet when we heard when the guy confessed, they didn't want to believe him at first. You know, when I watched the interview with Central Park Five, they was talking about it. They didn't want to believe him. But yet this guy was a, a straight serial rapist. And he had to prove to them that he did it. Because they didn't want to let him out. Then the Linda Farstein, as you heard, said, oh, well, he's the sixth guy. He He's the one. Yeah, we did right. He He's just the one that did the most. I'm like, seriously, female? You know what I'm saying? Dude say he did it alone. He, he, everything matched. I mean, just evil to the end between Farrestine and Trump. Just evil. And you wonder why, wonder why, like once again, as I stated before, people celebrate your birth rates. Because of the evil you have done for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years to, to black people, to the indigenous people of this land, to uh, Puerto Ricans, to whoever else you did it to. You've done a lot of evil. That you got to pay for. But what I take away from this. When they see us is teach your children, teach your children the tactics, teach them that cops are not their friends. You know, even my four year old, she says she she leery of the police at four. You know why? Because she even see what they got going on. Because they're not, they're not nobody you can trust. Not, not if you're black. They're not. They're not. We have to always protect our children at all costs, protect them. It's our job as parents to protect our children. We cannot allow none of our children to be railroaded like this. And what happened to Corey Wise, that the brother had to be in solitary for his protection. You know, a lot of times in a society, we talk about the Me Too movement and rape. And then in this same society, we celebrate prison rape. Prison rape is something that should not be going on. 
there are many people like the Central Park Five that's in jail that possibly couldn't defend themselves against freaking savages trying to rape them. And yes, there was a law put on the books in the early 2000s with President Bush against prison rape. But the prison rape goes so deep is that you have guards that are raping men and women in jail. And the guards aren't even getting convicted. They either lose their job or they may pay a fine. It's rare if they go to jail. So not just the inmates, the guards are raping men and women in jail. That's the part that's not even discussed. They always kind of put it on the inmates. But no, it's the guards. And you saw the guard at the other jail with Corey. He let how, how he said he had a welcoming committee waiting on him. So he set that up for those guys to do what they did to Corey at that last jail. A black guard at that. Sat there and watched what was going on. And that that, that was just, like I said, that was just so sad that, that was going on with Corey in that jail. And for that brother to even come out of jail out of all that, that's just amazing to me that this brother is even sane enough to, to continue. I mean, that, that kind of abuse trauma, that was the saddest part. That was so sad. And Corey they had nothing to do with anything. He just went with his friend. If Corey would have been like, nah, I'm going to go to the crib because I don't want to get in trouble. Corey wouldn't have went through all that. That is, that is so sad. What happened to Corey with this whole situation? We shouldn't laugh about prison rape. We shouldn't say, oh, yeah, you're going to get raped in jail. No. If you don't say that mess about women and me too, then you shouldn't be saying that about that. Because I was reading a few stories about inmates who have been raped, men and women inmates. There's one story I was reading where this woman, she was being raped constantly by a guard and a male nurse. And they would call her basically to uh, the infirmary. Somebody she got to give her some medicine. And then they, they'll take turns raping her. You know, so this this goes on and no one protects the prisoners. Why? Because all oh, they're criminals and also they're considered slaves who protects a slave. Slaves don't have rights. This is why the 13th Amendment must be repealed. You know, Ava DuVernay, she also did the 13th. They explained that. And you guys need to go watch the 13th. You're, you got all these politicians. I know we talk about reparations, but we need to talk about ending slavery. We've been slaves long enough in this country, don't you think? It's time to end it. We need a mass movement of people, and I say people, I didn't mention one group, I say people to end slavery. Because if everybody get on board with ending slavery, then maybe something would happen. Because that, that affects everybody. It don't just affect one group of people. It affects everybody. That 13th Amendment and the slavery clause. So let's start talking about ending the slavery clause in the 13th Amendment. Let's start a mass movement. Whoever going to start it, start it. But we need, we need a gun. We need a coalition of people to end the slavery clause in the 13th Amendment. Educate your children about the law. Teach them not to talk to cops. Teach them to ask for lawyers. Teach them to never speak to cops. Don't interrogate. Don't anything without a lawyer present. You got to teach our kids that at an early age. But. What happened to those brothers? I know they got that $41 million settlement. That's not enough. In my opinion, they need a billion dollars to even scratch the surface of what they went through all the years they lost in their life. And they deserve every dime of that, what I'm saying. But 
We can't have another Central Park Five, folks. Teach your children. Teach them about the ways of the devil. Because it, because it, all you saw in that, that show was Satan. It was nothing godly about that. It was pure Satan, pure evil. And we got to unfortunately teach our kids and navigate through that. And when you hear me talking about doing different things in Africa or going to Africa, you don't hear no Central Park Five cases in no African nations. Because they don't have a prison industrial complex over there. If, I don't know if I was some of them brothers. Oh my God. And I got, you know, go through something like that. I would have left this country so quick. I would have got my money. I would have been gone. You'd never see me come back to this country. Now, most of them don't live in New York anymore, except Corey. A lot of them stay in Georgia and other places. But like I said, my hat's off to those brothers, man. I mean, because what they went through is just something that no human being should go through. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.